0: Welcome back, this is episode three of the Eggnog and Skirm podcast, we're going to carry on talking about uh, what our top ten albums are, isn't that right, Simon? That's
1: correct, yes, very well done.
0: So, let's get into it.
1: (laughs) See you at the other side. Hi everyone, uh, this is Simon, and uh, on the other line, I've got...
0: Hi, this is Ross. Hello everyone. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, they fly by, don't they? They do. Got...
1: I it's, it's woke up this morning thinking, do you know what, we've only done one episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this could quite easily be episode two.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or 25, depending on uh, how long. Time,
0: time flies when you're talking, top. <laughs> <laughs> between between ten and twenty top albums.
1: The the lines between Enya and Eminem have just become blurred, haven't
0: they? Who <laughs> <laughs> ever thought that Crosby, Stills and Nash, <laughs> Limp biscuit would be in bed together?
1: Uh, they might like it, you never know. Now. So, uh, have you got any any more rejects that you you wanted to talk about, or do, should we just crack on? Uh,
0: there were a few. Yeah, there's 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 always. Yeah, and the thing is, in between each in between each of the of the of the previous three. I keep coming across albums that I feel should be there and it bugs yeah. me that they're not, but I've had to be quite strict with myself on not going back and changing the list. This
1: ah, you see I have. That's it. Episode four and a half is done. That's it. No, it was it was one. And I thought, do you know what? I can't not have that in.
0: You're trying to undo Scarlett Johansson. Again.
1: Uh, I, I, well, I, I, any time, any place. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's, it's just it's just one, and that's a I promise. I'll leave it at that.
0: See, um, I, I I really sort of I, I went to, and then I thought, no, you know what? I've, I've I've set it in stone. It's untouchable now. And 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 when I look at the there was a, there were several actually that I've that I debated yeah, Look at Ro-
1: look at Robert De Niro and Untouchable. He thought he was untouchable. He wasn't in the end, was he?
0: Yeah, no, I think it was the... Um, tax evasion. Was it? It, was the, it was the tax evasion, and, and in the end, the... Um, what was it? Um, the clap? No, syphilis. It was the syphilis that got him on it, Al Capone.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he died, he died in prison of syphilis, I think.
1: Mm, Taylor's as old as time.
0: Tom Hardy's just about to... Uh, he's just starring and playing him, isn't he?
1: <laughs> just about to get syphilis. <laughs> to, Tom Hardy's just about to get syphilis as
0: well. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I trust that he looks after himself. But uh, but Tom Hardy, Tom, Tom Hardy's playing Al Capone in, right. the, in the new in the new film. It looks very good. <clears throat> but this isn't this isn't top. This isn't twenty three to thirty no, no. top.
1: Well, uh, I've, I'll I'll, sh- I'll show you the one that I've lifted out, which is uh, you probably might not to recognise it. But James and Lade. All right. Okay. Um, and the the problem is with this one it is a good album it's very sort of strict i've even got the information i've 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 did the research for it
0: but you might as well give me a note so you've put the effort in
1: it's uh, released on the 27th of september 1993 which uh for any Petrick boys fans was this was held off the top spot by the the one and only Petrick boys number one album um which was very and obviously i bought them both on the same day and i listened to very for months and months and months and eventually i got around to listening to this and i had the flu <laughs> so i was in bed for about three days and i just had this on repeat it's very relaxing very stripped down there's only really the, the one that you'll know is laid which is the this bed is on fire with passion and, love. and that's the i suppose most liveliest song in the whole album the rest is quite stripped down um it's produced by brian eno
0: Oh, um, I didn't so, know that so of the rock music.
1: Yeah, and uh, recorded in Real World's Real World Studios by Peter, Gab- Peter Gabriel's studio, and uh, a lot of it came from jamming and the, the basis the record. They Bob, do Bob, like, Bob Marley. Bob Marley was there, yeah, yeah, with his donut, and. <laughs> um, <laughs> They are um, jamming. <laughs> um, and they basically jammed for hours and end and they recorded bits of it and then made songs from that. They, they also released like a companion album that came out six months later called Wa Wah that was just basically snippets of the, there's about 50 tracks on it. it. It's it's good and bad to listen to. It's not a standard album. It just sort of lifts in and out with jams and things like that.
0: Where are they from, James?
1: Um, for sake of argument, it's probably just best to say Manchester. Right, yeah. Um, there's a few are from Stockport, a few are from slightly further out, maybe Salford Way. I, I might be making that up. Uh, lead singer Tim, Tim Booth was originally from Shrewsbury, I think. Um, but obviously, they classed as a Manchester band and they were all big in the Manchester scene and things like that. They've mm-hmm. been, been going since I think 1980, 1981.
0: So, Probably one of the few bands that are like still have, because they've got pretty, it's a pretty... It's a very loyal fan base, isn't it, Yeah, James. Yeah, the, the People, because I've, I've always liked them. I've, I've never sort of, you know, gone to great lengths. I I've, I've, I would never say I'm a bona fide fan, but I do like them. But there's uh, the people that I do know who like them tend to re- really like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know I mean,
0: people say to me, I say, do you like James? And they say, I really like James. <laughs> don't say, yeah, James is all right. They say, I really like James. I think they're a really good band.
1: They supported the Smiths, I think, in 82, 83 sort of thing. And uh, so they've been around for years and it didn't really, wasn't really until the 90s that it really kicked off. It was their fifth album. And because it's so stripped back and it's so different to their other albums, I thought it was quite boring. You know, sometimes an album like that takes quite a few listens, doesn't it, before you Mm, sort of get into it.
0: Some of my favourite albums have have not become my favourite album until the sort of fifth or sixth run through, Mm. you know. I think the first time you listen to them on 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 mine virgin ears, yeah, um, it's like you sort of what the hell, it in. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think
1: I think you you, you expect it's quite the problem with a lot of bands, you expect a certain sound and a certain song, and there's part of you that just wants them to repeat that every single time, don't we? Mm. You know, if, if you pick up an album by whoever, you expect it to sound like the song that you like the most, yeah, um, and some people do that, um. Some people don't, and it tends to be the ones that don't tend to tend to last a bit. But anyway, there you go. So yeah, so that that was my number six. So it's not anymore. So
0: anyway, so it's my turn. It is, yeah, it's your, it's your, is it your number eight?
1: Number eight, yeah. This is this is an odd one, but um, right. I'll be able to get it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. So it's released released in August 1984, and it's a concept album which seems to be a recurring theme in these, but the uh, music was by Benny Anderson and Bjorn Olves and lyrics by Tim Rice. Um, It's sort of based on the Cold War between Russia and America. Another went to number two. Any ideas?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm thinking like something like, I'm just trying to think it's like Monty Python or somebody did like a, you know, like an album or nope. it, was it like a, was it like a show like an album that came from a, a like a, a show or a stage show or something Other like that? Other way
1: around. Other way
0: around. Other show yeah. came from the music, from the album.
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, I think I do know what it is actually. No, maybe, um, I'm thinking like Frankie Goes to Hollywood. No.
1: Nope. Um. <laughs> uh, I'll give you, I'll give you some more information. Uh, the, the cast album starred Murray Head, um, Tommy Corbin. Elaine Page, Dennis Quilly uh, Bjorn Skiffs, who was uh, the lead singer of Blue Swede, you know, ah, I've a feeling, Anyway, and Barbara Dixon. <laughs>
0: uh, oof. Is it, hmm. Are there any more sort of chunkier clues you can give me because I don't recognise any of these.
1: Um, the, the song that went to number one uh, was by Elaine Page and Barbara Dixon. What was the song called? Uh, I know him so well. I know him so well. I could do all of it. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the, the, the next two episodes is just going to be your ambition that.
1: <laughs> the whole thing.
0: <laughs> um, I feel like I should know this, but I don't.
1: Okay. Um, it is the chess.
0: No. <laughs> this is alien um, to me.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, tin rice did the lyrics for it, he went on to do...
0: Um, Tim Rice. Did,
1: did the Lion King uh, lyrics and everything like that.
0: No, no, that was Ellen John. Um, no, it's Tim Rice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the name rings a bell, yeah.
1: Right, he did a lot of things with Andrew Lloyd Webber and Jesus Christ Superstar and right, things okay. like that, so... um, Chess. Um, yeah, I, I, I had it on tape and... I I've never to, heard of it. I mean, really?
0: I've never heard of it.
1: You know, I never heard of One Night in Bangkok, by Murray Head.
0: I'm going to, um, I'm going to make a note of that one as well.
1: Right. One night in Bangkok and the world's oyster. Do-do-do-do-do. The bar's and Temple, but the bells ain't free.
0: I mean, oh. it's... <laughs> as, as, um, as enjoyable as your performance is, I feel like every time you do a rendition, you end up, oh. you, you end up turning into... <laughs> The Prince. <laughs> I, f-
1: I feel like I'm uh, doing it a disservice every time I sing it, and it's going down the tally. Well,
0: you know when you're doing it. You know when you are sort of doing a song, and you, and you're like, like when I was doing this to Fatima, I do it all the time. I'm like, oh, you know the song, it's and I sing it, and in my mind it sounds exactly perfect. perfect. <laughs> you're doing
1: it on stage at the at the um, Palladium.
0: Yeah, at, I'm yeah, like, how so do how do, you, how do you not know what? The, uh, in, it's full,
1: in full costume with an orchestra behind
0: <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, it sounds exactly <laughs> like. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> It's indistinguishable, indist- indist- <laughs> you know,
1: how to put this record on, That you know, Matt, I used to sing it in the show, and mum used to say, turn that record off.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she used to go looking for the turntable to take to, to it off.
1: <laughs> I've, I've been seeing it twice, live, and um, saw it, in, I think it was 86, and the guy who plays the American, Murray Head, his brother is Anthony Head, uh, who was in Buffy, And uh, Little Britain. No.
0: (laughs) Did he play? um, Did he play Giles?
1: Yes, yes, he did. Yeah.
0: Ah, right. right. And and he played the Prime Minister. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: He played his brother's part when I saw it uh, live. Ah, right. Um. So he was doing the um, coffee adverts at the time. So that's the only reason why. Did you ever see them? No. Nescafe Gold Blend.
0: He used to go around and bother his neighbour and ask for
1: coffee in the
0: end. Is that what you call it, Nescafe? Nescafe. Nescafe Gold Blend. Nescafe. <laughs> <Nescafee> gold Blend. <laughs> the emphasis on the Gold Blend not on the Nescafe.
1: Yeah. Nescafe
0: Gold Blend. Nescafe gold, gold Blend. Not to be, <laughs> be confused. Not confused with. Not to be confused with On <laughs> Mugswell House. Um, but
1: no. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Good stuff.
0: I'm going to put it on the uh, to listen to to list. Yeah. To listen to to, to list.
1: To listen to. So we're on to your
0: number
1: seven.
0: Yeah. So this one is the one that I was going to swap out. Right. And, and, and I decided not to. Um, so what I will do is, I'll, I'll give you some clues as to the one that I was going to swap it out with. Right. Um, and we're following the theme here. Originally came from a um, novel that was written in 1862. Um, the author is there, quite-
1: Were there in heights? No. No. <laughs>
0: The original um, premiere of the musical was in 1980. Um, it was directed by Robert Hussain.
1: Les Miserables.
0: Yes. Ah. So that was, that was the one that I was going to swap out, um, just based purely on its power. And I, and I, I had the, the pleasure of going to see it um, recently.
1: Right, okay.
0: Um, in Soho, in London. And, um, I I, I was in absolute floods of tears for about two hours. (laughs) And then, and Um, then,
1: uh, and then you went to see the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the hotel was just terrible. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a birthday present from, from my wife. Um, and she got me the tickets like six months in advance. Right. So, So we actually went to see the show in February of this year and, um, and and it was uh, we the, the seats were we were in row B, which is uh, right behind row A. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, isn't it right in front of row C?
0: You're absolutely right. Ah,
1: yeah. right, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, have you been? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and the uh, and it, the stage was literally, um, you know, I mean, three yards in front of you. Right. Okay. It was it was so close, um, and it's so it's that close, in fact, that in the, um, the first, the opening couple of scenes, when um, Jean Valjean uh, tears up his parole,
1: you could see his bulge. <laughs> he,
0: he, and you know, he um, he he decides that he's going to go on the run.
1: Yeah.
0: And he and he tears up his parole, and he and he threw it.
1: For a
0: loaf of bread, and yeah. um, and I uh, and I, I I went up like that to catch this thing, and the nub the nub hit me square in the forehead, <laughs> bounced off and landed behind me, and I turned around and um, just this, this old lady, this old wench. Uh, went oh and she picked it up and she and she was saying to her husband, Oh lucky am I to have got on this and I didn't have the art to turn around and say to her look it bounced off my head. <laughs> that is my that is my property you're in possession of there. <laughs> so I just left it. but um, that was in the first ten minutes, so you can you can imagine how euphoric I was.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> and it being, was being,
1: being struck on the forehead by John Valjean's <laughs> nub. <knop. laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Only in only in row B do you get that kind of treatment. It must have
1: been that we must have been that close
0: yeah yeah anything from road d backwards is just uh, offcuts. it's just uh
1: <laughs> no yeah
0: but it but, but it was um and, and obviously fatima's never she didn't even she she, she hadn't she had no idea what Le is was about right, she just, okay. just loved it so that was her very first experience of seeing Le is in any capacity right. whereas i've you know i mean i've, I've, I've read the book i've seen the uh, various different stage versions obviously the um tom uh tom hooper film with um, you know Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe, um, so I was you know completely um, just in awe. It was um, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and at the end, I was thinking I've, I've got to get a program because the program looked really good. I was like, I'm going to grab one. I'm going to I'm going to buy one on the way out. Um, but where the theatre is, I didn't realise that everybody gets sort of each row gets, has to leave in a different way, yeah. a different route. And I was like, right, I'll, I'll get a program. <laughs> I went through this door thinking I was going to be out into the uh, reception area where I could buy one. Yeah. You went straight the, into the street. I in the back street. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was in the back street. There, there, there wasn't even a Turkish bloke selling me yeah. his <laughs> There was, there was nothing, <laughs> I was just, I came out to just the smell of kebabs and pizza and they sort of, uh, it looked like where uh, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed, <laughs> there was just some smoke drifting across the top of this street.
1: All, all I can think now is the Turkish bloke selling knockoff t-shirts of John Valjean's knob. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um, and that, that, that was actually what I was going to put in as my number seven.
1: Oh, right so it wasn't your number seven
0: no no this was what I was going to <laughs> um, talk it with.
1: it's another Ross's tangent <laughs> <laughs>
0: the podcast wouldn't be the same without them <laughs>
1: so should we talk about your seven then
0: yeah let's talk about my number seven um, you're really trying to hurry me along here aren't you
1: <laughs> I'm just very very aware that we've got um, a lot more to do okay
0: <laughs> Okay. Um, so this one, um, again, I, I, I toiled over this quite a lot again. I mean, it's the same for everyone, isn't it? Um, and I'm surprised because if you, if you asked me even two years ago, you know, what my top 10 albums was, this this would not have, have made the list at right. all. Okay. Um, I mean, it was only released in 2016. Um, <laughs> it, it's the 10th it's the studio album by this band. And it was their first album since, um, the, 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 the album before it was in 2008. So there was eight years between. So um,
1: is, it, is this a band that I would know? Or yes. That, oh, yes. Right, okay. Ten, yeah. Tenth album. Right,
0: okay. Um, it, it was the longest gap in the band's career between albums.
1: <laughs> right, okay.
0: Um it was produced by Greg Feidelman. No.
1: Nope. <laughs>
0: um, it was the band's sixth consecutive studio album um, to debut at number one on the US Billboard 200. Right. Uh, topped, the ch- topped the charts in 57 countries. Having this album number one marked the second time in history that any band of any genre would have six consecutive albums debut at number one, followed only by the Dave Matthews Band. Um, so that's 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 Wikipedia. Uh, now I'll give you some of my own clues. Um, every single person on planet Earth knows this band. I would say.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Um, they have had a feature-length sort of documentary film that they released. Um, that would have been back in two thousand and um, it was when I was in school. It was released, so it's like two thousand four, two thousand five. They have done a lot of work with Rick Rubin.
1: No, um, I want to I say Johnny Cash, but...
0: That's not a band.
1: No, <laughs> and he was dead. Oh, no, Come
0: on. Do you want me to give you some more clues? Because yeah. you can you can definitely get the the, but, the band.
1: Are they a band that I would like? Not that that matters, but...
0: um, I, I don't know if you do or not, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not convinced you do like them.
1: The problem is I'm just going through my collection. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, um three of them have pretty much been around since day dot um they in 2011 they famously um had a departure from their bass player a man called jason newstead and they replaced him with a guy called robert trajillo who previously played for ozzy osborne and um suicidal tendencies
1: is it, is it metallica Yes. Uh, (laughs) So my number seven?
0: (laughs) A lot of Metallica fans who listen to this will be absolutely cursing me because honestly, like you know, the vast majority of Metallica fans think the best days are behind them, and I felt yeah. like that because I stopped listening to them for, for for about fifteen years. Yeah, because everything they put out, I didn't like. You know, pretty much any of it. And Death Magnetic. That was the album prior in two thousand oh, and eight, and okay. I really, I really didn't like it at all. Um, before then, I think it was the Sent Anger um, album. And, uh, and, and again, it, they, they just sort of lost it. Like the lyrics were bad, the riffs were bad, like uh, the, the production was bad. Everything was just shit. And then, um, and then I actually came across a performance on uh, uh, in the Abbey Road Studios. Right. Of them playing two songs and they played Hardwired. The album's called Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Right, okay. Um, and they played its namesake, and they played um, they played a couple of other songs. And I just thought, I thought, well, my first thought was, oh, it's good to see Metallica still playing their old stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was brand new stuff. That was. Um, it was just amazing. So I got the album, and um, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a class album. It really is. It's a really, really good album, and it feels like they weren't struggling to write songs. Right. Okay. Because that's what it felt like for two albums prior was they were just having a hard time of it. And I liked it so much so that I uh, asked, they went on tour um, last year and uh, I tried to get tickets to see them in Manchester and they sold out. So I thought, well, where's the next? They were only two in Europe after that. Right. So I thought, well, where would be a good place in Europe to see them? And they played a gig in the Airfield in Prague
1: Right, okay. Oh, yes,
0: Robbie go Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so I bought tickets and, and and went to see them on my own. So I started really listening out for people. I thought, the next person I hear speak English, I'm going over to them <laughs> because I, just, I need some mates. Thankfully, eventually, there was three uh, lads that walked past me, and they were clearly Manx.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: And um, and I just grabbed one of them. I said yeah,
1: they had huge coats on, even though it was baking hot. <laughs> yeah,
0: <the laughs> fringes, it was like that. And
1: got um, to
0: Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. Metallica.
1: Metallica.
0: <laughs> you got any of that? Uh, have you got any of that in this cuff here? <laughs> <laughs> gold blend, isn't Gold go blend, mate. Gold blend. <laughs> Goal, I don't know how. How else do you want me gold? A <laughs> pint and a half, a gold blend. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Why would I want naan with it? <laughs> bet my nah, tongue. Mate. I, said, I said nah, mate. Why oh, are you giving I, me a
1: naan? Bet, bet, bet my tongue, that. bet my
0: tongue. <laughs> <laughs> So I, so I grabbed them on the way past and I, I wasn't even being subtle by this point. I was smashed. And um, and, and I just said, I said, guys, I said, uh, I said I've, I've come here from Leeds. I'm on my own. I've just been listening out for somebody from there. I said to you guys and he said, Oh man, he said, there's, there's about 15 of us. Yeah. Come with us. Yeah. So that I just literally followed them through this crowd. And there was a massive group of them and they'd all come from Manchester and they, they all go to festivals and stuff together and they were absolutely sound. So, uh, yeah, I stayed with them all night and, and got absolutely trounced. And, uh, and I, I, got, I got lost on the way back and I was on my own on this highway in Prague and uh, I had no signal on my phone, it was terrifying. But um, yeah, that's that's uh, so, so I went to see them live purely because of this album, to be honest. I don't think I'd have paid and gone to Prague to see them had they not released this album.
1: So what are the best songs on that album?
0: My favourite songs. My favourite songs. Atlas Rise is, is great. That's the second song. Um, and my, uh, sorry, Murder One is another favourite. Uh, Man Unkind is another one of my favourites um, Moth to the Flame is really good as well So
1: you're just lifting the whole track list so. it's, Well that's why it's <laughs> one
0: of my favourites because yeah, it yeah. is, it's a, it's a class album and you know what, at the start of each set when they do it live, Metallica, whenever they play live they play the start of The Good, The Bad and The Ugly Right, okay So it's that oh, 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 You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah
0: and uh, and then Hetfield, James Hetfield comes out sometime, starts doing the uh, starts singing along with it. And then this, but they, they, this this time they actually cut away from that before the band had even come on stage, and the 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 the, the, um, the backing track to hardwired, started playing and then and then after, after about a minute it goes and the band had come out and nobody had realized and then they literally take over the song live from where it cut out on the intro right okay and it was just even talking about it now it's like i was like okay come on i mean i was i was smashed as well so <laughs> the passion was at an all-time high um but yeah, it's, it is. And, and I think, again, so many Metallica fans out there, and, uh, for me to say that that Metallica album, when you've got, when you've got like Master of Puppets and Ride yeah, the Lightning yeah. and, and Justice for All and these old albums that everybody loves, I, I, I never really, I do like them, but I just, not as much as this. Uh,
1: do you like Metallica? <laughs> no, 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 can't stand them. Um, I won't say too much, because obviously of how passionately you just talked about them. but uh,
0: Everything you've yeah. said, Ross, I think, is <laughs> bollocks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i don't i don't get them uh I, 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 the problem is I, uh, no it's not it's not my music anyway so you know uh, no. i pretend to uh, well
0: then you do like there are some you know there are some he- there is some heavy stuff that i know you like i've caught you i know you i know i know that you're quite uh open to a bit of rammstein yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's just i think they're almost a bit silly um, to an extent, even though they're not. Whereas I think Metallica are I, I, no, I think Metallica fans take Metallica far too seriously.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and I think I think getting through that is, is quite a battle.
0: Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. And there's there's stuff out. There's a lot of stuff out there like that. I mean Slayer. You yeah. know, that's one of them bands. I'm not that bothered about them. Slayer fans are Metallica fans, they're like Call of Duty gamers and fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a way of life. Yeah, yeah. And they, mean, dress,
1: they... they dress like them and, you know, they... Yeah, yeah. It, well, I,
0: I, I, I don't throw myself in um, with that, to be honest. No. I don't own any, you know, I don't have any Metallica t-shirts or... No or anything like that but um, and I've, I've always kind of had them at arm's length and I, I have always yeah. appreciated them but I've never really delved into them and I, I just, to convince me to pay to go and see them in the UK five years ago, that yeah. I probably wouldn't have bothered but the yeah. fact that, I, that all it took was one album for me to actually go to bloody Prague and see them on my own, that, that, that's testament to, to that album I think. I, th-
1: I think it's helpful sometimes when that happens that it does then make you appreciate the stuff that you've struggled to listen to because um, you, you'll sort of go back and you think, well, you know, this isn't as good as that, but it, it's better than I thought it was.
0: But yeah, that, that, anyway, that, that's, that's I could go on, but I won't. Um, <laughs> unless you really want me
1: to. No, you're all right, you're all right.
0: Okay, that rounds it up, I guess, for episode three, where we've uh, we've we've really cut the mustard there, haven't we? I feel <laughs> really,
1: really like uh, we're right to the bone now,
0: aren't we? <laughs> we're through to the Rhine.
1: We passed the meat of it, and we're on oh, to yeah. The bone.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so next time we'll we'll get through. I don't know what's bone made out of. carbon? Marrow.
0: Marrow. No, we're gonna. <laughs> Calci, calci,
1: calcified, yeah. <laughs> the cal- the cal, cal, calc- calcified, goodness,
0: Calcifalicious goodness, goodness marrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the one. That's the one. Right, so yeah. Uh, make, make sure you keep up with the Spotify playlist, uh, which will get updated, and uh, we'll see you next time for episode four. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> I think we should. I think this is enough for today. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've done that.